Welcome to this green church. We're a Christian community on a mission to raise saviors, believers that are righteous and supernatural, to succeed, lead, and have transformational societal impact. Join us every Sunday at 9 a.m. and Wednesday at 6 p.m. to be a part of this amazing service. Be blessed as you listen. Today we are reading Hebrews. We are, we are start, starting Hebrews, okay, a study on the book of Hebrews. It's, a, it's an interesting one. Uh, we will get to learn a lot. So, you know, how fast we can finish another conversation, okay, because, uh, yeah, it can take a while. But yeah, it's going to be it's going to be really good. Okay, um, we do these things to help us to to um, to understand scripture and to also stir our hunger for the word. Okay, so um, yeah, we did Ephesians last time. Now we are doing Hebrews. Okay, we did we did Hebrews twenty twenty one. We did twenty nineteen also. I think twenty twenty three. All right, um, Hebrews is a rich study. Okay, it opens us up to a lot. Okay, it is deeply theological. Um, and it helps us to also understand, okay, um, the OT prophecies of the Messiah. Okay, it helps us to understand um, that the Bible is Christocentric, that the Bible is Christocentric. Okay, that even the OT, its purpose was to prophesy and identify the Messiah, to identify the Christ. Its purpose was to prophesy and to identify the Messiah all right so it also helps us it gives us a chance to you know to show us how the OT prophesies and identifies the Messiah it is very vital all right as we go on we understand this more and more all right so we begin with Hebrews 1 before then when you when you open you use your NIV in the electronic version you will see that it has an introduction to the book of Hebrews. Every book has an, has an introduction in your NIV. So if you if you if you you will do well to just go there, let's let's um read it. Let's read the introduction together. Okay. Oh, go to introduction in your if you are reading with your NIV. It's Chidera. Chidera is my reader. My reader for today. Hopefully she has network. Okay. All right, are you ready? Yes, I am. Okay, so help us with the intro. Can you see the intro in your NIV, your E version of your NIV? Yes. All right, yes, yes. All right, go on. So, guys, um, the intro part is talking to refers to U version app. So, you have to be in U version app to see what he's talking about. So, all right. So, neither the author nor the audience of this book is specifically named, but the book itself reveals its nature and purpose. The recipients are Jesus-believing Jews who are in danger of falling away from the faith. They are likely in Italy, since the author passes on greetings to them from those who are from Italy, probably their friends who are traveling elsewhere. The goal of the whole book is to show the superiority of the final realities God has revealed in the new covenant to the temporary ones of the first covenant. Its readers are encouraged to respond to the threat of persecution by recommitting to the new reality brought by Jesus. The book alternates between teachings, reviews of Israel's history or the temple worship arrangements and challenges based on these teachings. 
Number one, Jesus and the salvation he brings are greater than the angels and the salvation they announced. That is the law of Moses. Number two, Jesus is our apostle, sent, someone sent by God on a specific mission, and he brings us into a greater rest and promised land than Moses and Joshua brought Israel into. Number three, Jesus is a more effective high priest than the priests appointed by the law of Moses. Number four, as God's faithful people, as God's faithful people have done throughout the ages, we must continue living in light of God's unseen heavenly realities and stepping out in faith. Through the Messiah, we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. So look at that, okay. Awesome. Well done. So he's speaking to um um to Jewish believers, okay. Jesus believing Jews. The book was originally written to Hebrews, okay. Um Jesus believing Jews. So it means that, you know, uh, we now understand why the book is heavy, you know, is heavily theological in the sense of um it refers a lot to what they already knew, okay, from their from their being Jews, from their religion as Jews. Okay, it tries to confirm to them to show them how what you know they have expected. Okay, we're showing them how the hope of the Jews, which was a coming Messiah, has been fulfilled in Christ. All right, to show them that you know that that what they had, which were the temporary realities of the new covenants, has been fulfilled permanently in the Christ. That what they had were shadows, symbols of which the reality is Christ. To make them understand that they now have the real deal and they should not fall back into the hold. That what their fathers longed for has now been unveiled in the Christ. So even though they have been persecuted, they should not fall away. They should hold on. So it compares to them with for them um, the the former law, okay, and what Christ has done compares for them Moses as an apostle versus Christ as an you know as a, Moses as an high priest versus Christ as an high priest. Just comp- comparing to them to see that you know Christ is the fuller reality, the complete reality of what Moses and Co prophesied, you know, and identified. All right. So in reading this, we will see Christ as a fulfillment of the hope of the Jewish nation, that what they longed for has been fulfilled in Christ, okay? That what they longed for has been fulfilled in Christ. Um, who, is Benjamin Franklin? who is Benjamin Franklin? I'm adding that person into this call, even though I don't know the person. So, um, brace up for whatever, brace for impact, maybe a bug, maybe um, so a bot. And if it is, we'll quickly remove the person back, okay? So, brace for brace for impact okay all right hebrews one Chitter. hebrews one okay okay in the past god spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways but in these last days he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom also he made the universe. 
The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. So he became as much superior to the angels as the name he has inherited is superior to theirs. The son superior to angels. For to which of the angels did God ever say, you are my son, today I have become your father. Or again, I will be his father and he will be my son. Or you can post there. Awesome. So Hebrews begins with the interesting, you know, when you start, you start very strong, okay? Strong opening. It says in the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets. Poly, let me let me use the Greek so it, so it banks. Let me let me read, I want to pick two words for you in the Greek in Hebrews 1. So you know we do that okay. So we go to our um, Bible of we know that right? Bible of where we'll see the interlinear. Alright, so I'm checking it just so. Yeah. I'm to show I want to pick two the Greek words that we used in that reading. Alright. Mm-hmm. Alright. Well done. Found it. Let me share my screen. Can we see? Yep. Right. Okay. So you see, you know, in English we have, you know, what I do have it in English. Let me say it again. We have, you know, gospel trap uh, ancestors through the prophets many times and in various ways. Here we have, in many portions, in many ways. Okay, to be polymerous. Okay, polymerous and polytropos okay so it's a good play of words okay that god spoke to our fathers you know polymerous and polytropos okay in many different ways okay and at various times okay but in this last days he has spoken to us his son he has spoken to us by his son all right so um that the same god that spoke to us you know in many different ways Okay, at different times, okay, to ancestors, Jewish ancestors, you know, through their prophet Isaiah, you know, Hosea, Jeremiah, Moses, Samuel, David, that that same God has spoken to us in these last days by his son. That the same God who spoke then is the same God who speaks now, who has spoken now through his son. That that's, that's very important. That the same God then is the same God now. The same God that spoke then is the same God that speaks now. Meaning that there will be you know, some, some harmonization in what he's saying. Hmm? The same God speaking means there is an harmonization in the communication. The same God that spoke then is the same God that speaks now. And there is an harmonization in his communication. So, this same God that spoke in diverse ways, you know, and in diverse places, what was he speaking then? What was he saying in diverse ways and in diverse places? He was speaking about the Son. Okay? In many different places, okay, in many different ways, he spoke to us 
through he spoke to ancestors, Jewish ancestors, you know, through the, you know, the prophets. Okay, that he spoke in different fragments to different prophets, speaking about the coming Messiah. Okay, speaking about the Christ who is the Son. That when we read their books, okay, we will see here and there how he spoke about the Christ. Are we together? How we spoke about the Christ. To make us understand that the, 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 the purpose of the covenant is to prophesy and identify the Messiah, to prophesy and to identify the Messiah, to prophesy him and to also identify the Messiah. So, that when you understand what the OT books were about, and you then see the Christ, you know who he is, what he has done, you will know clearly that this is a fulfillment of the old covenant. All right? So, let's look at how, you know, what that actually means. Let's go, let's go into the word and see, and let's, let's, let's eat more into that into the beginning of that all right because it's important that the gospel's authority follow me the authority of the gospel okay is in that it was written in the ot books its authority is that things happened as written in scripture that god spoke ahead of himself and did as he spoke that things didn't just merely happen and we then say that that you know messiah has come no but that god spoke ahead of himself and then confirmed his promises his prophecies his words in the person of the messiah that that authority is what makes it gives us authority to know that what we have believed in is certain and is true i sincerely pray and hope that over this over this um this series i'm able to establish this fact for us using different verses to show that what the, that, that what the oath was about is Jesus, you know, and to make us understand better more and more about that. I hope to do so, okay? I'm, I'm, so, I'm so studying more on it so that, so, that, so that the knowledge is more robust and in-depth. I, I have a book of over about 3,000 pages on this conversation, okay, to show, you know, how the old covenant books, okay, are messianic, okay? How they spoke about the Messiah is a long reading. I intend to finish it. I'll finish that book, okay? So we'll talk more and more about it, okay, because it's really it's interesting, all right? First Peter 1 10 to 12. 1 Peter 1 10 to 12. 1 Peter 1 10 to 12. Chi, are you still here? 1 Peter yep, 1 10 to 12. Go on. Okay. 1 Peter 1 10 to 12. Verse 10. Concerning this salvation, the prophets who spoke of the grace that was to come to you searched intently and with the greatest care trying to find out the time and circumstances to which the spirit of christ in them was pointing when he predicted the sufferings of the messiah and the glories that would follow it was revealed to them that they were not serving themselves but you when they spoke of the things that have now been told you by those who have preached the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. Even angels look to uh, that, right? Even angels long to look into this thing. All right. He says the prophets spoke about his salvation. 
they spoke of the grace that was to come to us. He says they searched intently and with the greatest care. Look at this. They searched intently and with the greatest care. They are trying to find out the time and circumstances you know, to which the Holy Ghost in them, you know, or the Holy Ghost was through them, pointing out, you know, when he spoke about the service of the Messiah and the grace that would follow. That God now made it clear to them that this thing they were writing was not for their time, but for our time. That they were serving not themselves, but serving us. But that, that these things that they were seeing and writing down were not for them, but for where the, for, they were for the last days, our days. And you will see even this, this, this quote in many parts of the covenant, in the last days. Okay? You know, in many times from now. So they're speaking about our days. So again, Peter was telling us, okay, as also in Hebrews, that God revealed these things, okay, to different prophets where they're trying to search intently with great care to find out, okay, what exactly I'm talking about here, okay? So that God spoke ahead of himself concerning our salvation, okay? Ephesians 3, 3 to 6. Ephesians 3, 3 to 6. Ephesians 3, 3 to 6. Okay. okay. Go on. Ephesians 3, 3 to 6. Yes. Okay. That is the mission. Should I start from 2? Yes, yes, I can start from 2, so it's, so it's more understandable. Yes. I know you're an English, English scholar, so go on. <laughs> Surely you have heard about the administration of God's grace that was given to me for you. That is the mystery made known to me by revelation, as I have already written briefly. In reading this, then you'll be able to understand my insights into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to people in other generations, as it has now been revealed by the Spirit to God's holy apostles and prophets. This mystery is that through the gospel, members together of one body and share us together in the promise in christ jesus all right that's fine um it, it seems as though for a for a for a millisecond or so your, your mic went off but it's fine just take just take note of that okay your mic went off a bit take note of that all right yeah go to acts 15 16 to 18. so i'm showing us again okay okay so um, peter says you know the covenant prophets trying to search to know this and another kind of stuff paul tells us that you know it is now being revealed to us in a way that was not revealed to them. Meaning they knew some things, they did not know some things. Let me explain. So the, the you know, we've seen Hebrews now that God spoke in diverse times, diverse ways through the prophets. Okay? So it means that, you know, um, even though they saw, they saw these things, okay? They saw it, they, they, they saw the prophets, they documented it down. That at the same time also, you know, um, it is now completely revealed to us. So it was, it was revealed to them for us again such that it was revealed but also hidden from them but hidden for us so the unveiling of the complete knowledge that god was talking about you know is now completely you know is completely unveiled to us so i'm not sure this might be the best way to put it but you know what if it were like you know um um a puzzle being put together that is now finally that is finally um completely put together you know, and in, in, in our generation, in, in, our, in, in, the, in the days of Christ. That what, what each person saw and wrote 
were pieces of the puzzle that they had. Okay, puzzle already formed in God's mind, but revealed to different people. Okay, and that one will look at Christ. Christ is the fulfillment, the, the, the put it together of that puzzle. So they knew some things, okay, but it also seems like, you know, they did not know some things because Paul says this has not been revealed to us in a way not revealed to them. So in diverse places, in diverse ways, God spoke. All right? Acts 15, 16 to 18. Acts 15, 16 to 18. Okay. After this, I will return and rebuild David's fallen tent. Its ruins I will rebuild and I will restore it, that the rest of mankind may seek the Lord, even all the Gentiles who bear my name, says the Lord who does these things, things known from long ago. All right, so this is um, at the Council of Jerusalem, okay? Um, when when um, they went to debate about, you know, the Jewish clinical, the, um, Paul preached to the Peter preached to the Gentiles, Paul, you know, and the Gentile, Paul preached to the Gentiles, okay? So they brought out the Okwenan books, the prophet, book of the prophets, to see that God spoke about these things, all right, from before. Okay? Look, it says, After this, I will rebuild David's fallen tent. Follow me closely. His realms, I will, rest, I will rebuild and restore it, okay? That the what? Rest of mankind may seek the Lord. Even all the Gentiles will bear my name. So they were saying that from the Covenant books that God had a plan to bring in the Gentiles into his family, okay, through the Messiah that is from David's fallen tent. Okay, that the scripture spoke about the Messiah that will be the son, that will be a son of David. Okay, and that this son of David, okay, will be the way through which the Gentiles find themselves also belonging to the family of God. I'm making us understand, okay, that what God has said in the past, in the OT books, is what forms the theology of the, of the new creation. Okay, that things didn't just happen. God has spoken out of himself and Christ now fulfills it. Do we understand? Do we understand? Alright, so let's go to, let's go now to now, what we're in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 1 to 11, which is a, is a long read and we'll not read it. We'll now see Paul, why see Paul says, the gospel he preached, that Christ died for our sins according to what? Scripture. Meaning, as written in the, in the scripture, that these things happened as written in scripture. That Christ died for our sins according to scripture, he was buried and raised up again according to scripture. Meaning, these things, what validates these things is that God spoke ahead of himself according to scripture and we understand what i'm talking about is it making sense to you is it is, am I, is it connecting are you getting me okay i want to know that we are together okay because it's, um, it's doctrine teaching it's not my god bless you is it's doctrine so we have to be we have to be together all right let's go to now let's go to john 5 39 39 40 45 46 47 Someone is banging my door. Just hold it. Let me check it. Let me just be sure. One second. Sorry, from who? Is that for me? Yes. Okay. Like it. It's for me. I'm, I'm in a meeting. Just let me know that I'll get it from you. I'm in a meeting. Thank you. I'll come down in like one hour. Thank you, sir. Yeah. 
So it was, it was a delivery for me, but I, I would just pick my neighbor after the service, my delivery. Okay. John 5, 39, 40, 45, 46, 47 is a good read. All right, let's get there. Chi? So yeah. 39, 40 first. Yes. Sir. Yes. Okay. You study the scriptures diligently because you think that in them you have eternal life. Oh boy. These are the very scriptures that testify about me. Yet you refuse to come to me to have life. Do you see that? Yes. What was Christ telling them? That the books you read, because they are the covenant books, you study them, open in them, you have eternal life. But this book talks about me. That the Bible, the, the Bible they had, you know, the Torah, the book they had, the, the OT book they had, that these books were, were Christocentric, that were centrally about Christ. Since these things are written about me, you see that? That the Bible is Christocentric. Thou should read the Bible, okay, that the purpose of the OT books, the purpose of it, the core purpose is to identify and prophesy the Christ. Hallelujah. That the purpose of the scripture of OT is Christocentric. In them, you find you find it that is written about me. Now, is that 40? Uh, let's go to 45. Let's go to... 45. Okay. But do not think I will accuse you before the Father. Your accuser is Moses. <laughs> on whom your hopes are set. Hmm. If you believed Moses, you would believe me, for he wrote about me. But since you do not believe what he wrote, how are you going to believe what I say? Do you see that? He says, even Moses wrote about Meaning, if, if you read the books of Moses, this is vital stuff. I pray we have time in this still. I want, to, I, want to show us, I want to show us these things in Moses, in the Psalms, in the Prophets, that speaks about Jesus. I'm sure it's a bit of them because it's a lot. All right? Yeah. They are thoroughly messianic and it's a lot. Okay, but you see that? Since when you read Moses, Moses spoke about me. Moses prophesied and identified me. Okay? That you, you, be, you think you believe, if you believe in Moses and what he said, you will believe in me. That I'm the fulfillment of Moses, of Moses' words. Come on now. Is that good? Now let's go to Luke 24. Luke 24. 25 to 27. Luke 24, 25 to 27. Okay. He said to them, how foolish you are Get and game. how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did and then enter no, no, his glory. No, no, come again. We didn't hear your line went off. Come again. He said to them, how foolish you are and how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken did not the messiah have to suffer these things and then enter his glory come on 27 and beginning with moses and all the prophets he explained to them what was in all the scriptures concerning himself you see that so he schooled them with the OT books that these things you are seeing happened as written in the OT books. So when it says beginning with Moses, it means beginning with the books Moses wrote. 
the books of Moses, Genesis to Genesis, Genesis, the first book, first book of Genesis to Deuteronomy, first book of the Bible. Okay, and then the Psalms. Oh, my wife says my ladder is going through, going off, not your line. Interesting. I'm in Nigeria now, and these things happen over here. Let me see if I can. Let me change to my MTN just so that let me just so that I don't have any other break as we go on. All right. Yeah. So that he showed them from Moses, the Psalms and the prophets, okay, things written about himself. Solid stuff. Now let's go further down to, to 44 to 48. 44 to 48. He said to them, this is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses the prophets and the sounds. Then he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. Please pause. He told them. Pause. Okay. Now this opening of mind. People, you might want to see it as spiritual, like he just laid hands and their eyes were opened. But no. No. He explained from, do you get, to open someone's eye many times, is to show them from God's word clearly. Do you get, so, it was more exegesis, I believe strongly, than impartation. Do you understand? So now that I'm true, go to, see Moses said this in this. He said this in this. I don't know me. Um, someone said this here. Okay, this person said this here. Can you? Is, is it connecting? Can you connect your dots with this? Connecting dots with that? So he opened their eyes by taking them through scripture. Okay, so that means there's, there's an educated way. Okay. To go to the Old Covenant books and see Christ in there. All right, it is a bit um, sad that these kind of teachings are not popular in our in our day. And we have gotten too high on the gives me on the give me of Scripture. Okay, what we cram these days is my God shall supply all our needs. Okay, that we are not as we are not as scholastic as we should be. But I pray to God and I hope to God that I'm able to much more do more of this. I want to take us through those books to show us the Messiah, to show us the prophecies all through, you know, to, to bring it out for us together so that so that it, it the way it gives you it gives you stronger assurance in your faith. You, you know, you know what you're talking about. So I've done some of this before, but I want to do it even stronger so that because it's it's important stuff. You must know what you believe and why you believe it. Alright? Yeah, go on. 45. Yes. Then he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. He told them, this is what is written. The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, and repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. You can stop there. Okay. So Jesus made clear that the OT books are Christocentric. They spoke about the Christ. Let's see a few of those things, okay? As we go on in this series, we'll see more. Okay? Genesis 3.15. Genesis 3.15. Genesis 3.15. Now, checking Moses. Okay? Genesis 3.15. Moses, we are checking Moses, we are checking the books that Moses wrote. You understand? 
Genesis yes. three fifteen. All right. Okay. And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head, and you will strike his heel. You see that? I will put enmity between talking to the serpent, talking to the devil. Okay, that the offspring, the seed of the woman, will deal you a fatal blow. That the solution to sin will come from the seed of the woman, not as seeds, as many children, not his seed, which is the ideal way we would see, we would see, we call seed, okay, a man's seed, because men that have seed, okay, to show, okay, that what is coming will be birthed by a woman, okay, without a without a without a man okay the seed of the woman will deal you a fatal blow Genesis 12 7 Genesis 12 7 okay. the Lord appeared to Abraham and said to your offspring, I will give this land. <laughs> so he built an altar there to the Lord who had appeared to him. All right. To so your offspring. Isn't it interesting that the word there is not in contract something? To your offspring, or it also means seed. Okay. That is not to your offsprings or to your seeds. To your seed. Okay. Already telling us that it's more than just Abraham's children. There's a promised child. There's a promised child coming. I'm sorry. Back to that same, that same Genesis 13 15. 1315, yes, 1315. Genesis 1315. 1315. Okay. All the land that you see, I will give to you and your offspring forever. Interesting. 24-7. Okay. The Lord, the God of heaven, who brought me out of my father's household and my native land and who spoke to me and promised me an oath saying to your offspring i will give this land all right so he again send yeah so the purpose of this make us know that it is in his offspring okay that all, all of the earth will be blessed Genesis 12, okay that is through the offspring of of abraham that you know all the world will be blessed through his offspring, not offspring as in offsprings as in many, but offspring as in one. That the Messiah will come of Abraham's lineage. Okay? Are we still here? We have gone on. 49, 8 to 12. 49, 49, 8 to 12. 49, 8 to 12. Judah, your brothers will praise you. Mm. Your hand will be on the neck of your enemies. Come on now. Your father's sons will bow down to you. You are a lion's cub, Judah. You return from the prey, my son. Like a lion, he crouches and lies down. Like a lioness, who dares to rouse him? The scepter will not depart from Judah, nor the ruler's staff from between his feet until he to whom it belongs shall come, 
and the obedience of the nations shall be his. Come on. Because, yeah, go on. Okay. He will tether his donkey to a vine, his coat to the choicest branch. He will wash his garments in wine, his robes in the blood of grapes. His eyes will be darker than wine, his teeth whiter than milk. All right. So this particular, this particular um, poetic communication, you'll find another part of the Bible, of the covenant books, talking about one person, the coming Messiah. But look at this. He says the scepter, not depart from Judah, okay? Nor the ruler's staff from between his feet until he to whom it belongs shall come. And the what the of the nations shall be the what the of the nations, the obedience, okay, of the nations shall be his. So we know the Messiah is gonna be Abraham's child, is not narrowed down to be from Judah. That God kept speaking. Now, as we go on, as, as we go on, we understand more and more how these verses are messianic. Okay, just follow me, follow me where we are right now. We'll go deeper and deeper. Okay, okay. Abraham's child. Now we now know it is Judah's child. Okay, it will come from the tribe of Judah. All right, good, 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 good. Um, Numbers twenty-four. Twenty-four. Numbers twenty-four. Okay. God brought them out of Egypt. They have the strength of a wild ox. They devour hostile nations and break their bones in pieces. With their arrows, they pierce them. Like a lion, they crouch and lie down. Oh, same thing. Like a lioness, who dares to rouse Now, this verse in NKJV says, God brought him out of Egypt. Now, in, in chapter 23 or so, 23, spoke about God brought them out of Egypt. Use, use them. Speaking about Israel. 24, not just about God brought him out of Egypt. Oh. Hmm. When you now see in Matthew, I think Matthew 2, 15, okay, out of Egypt I have called my son. So, that the, you know, where the, uh, where the Herod guy was causing trouble, God told the prince to take him to, take him to Egypt, I can't call him now brought him out of Egypt. So that he was giving symbolic cues as to how to identify the Messiah. Look at this. It says, like a lion. The same thing said in, they said, they said, they said in Genesis. Like a lion, he crouches down. Okay? Like a lioness, who dares to rouse him. Okay? Now go to verse 14. Can you read this in NKJV? Okay. Sorry, before you go on, are we here together? Or only the children is learning here? Are we together? Hmm? If you should answer me, I want feedback. Yes, Pastor, we are. And it's making sense to you? Yes, Pastor. Yes, yes. Awesome. Now, 14. 14. 14. And now, indeed, I am going to my people. Come, I will advise you what these people will do to your people in the latter days. You see that? I will tell you what will happen in the latter days or in the last days. Let's go to verse 17. Okay. You know, you know what? To, to enjoy, start from verse 15. 
Okay. Still in NKJV. Right? Yes, yes. So he took up his oracle and said, the utterance of Balaam, the son of Boa, and the utterance of the man whose eyes are opened, the utterance of him who hears the words of God and has the knowledge of the Most High, <laughs> who sees the vision of the Almighty, Kabaya. who falls down with eyes wide open. I see him, but not now. I behold him, but not near. A star shall come out of Jacob, a scepter shall rise out of Israel, and batter the brow of Moab, and destroy all the sons of Tumor. Can, can you see those words again? A scepter shall rise out of Israel, the scepter. Okay? I see him, but not now. <laughs> I behold him, but not near. A star shall come out of Jacob. So speaking of what he was looking for me again, Jesus is Lord. I'm in a meeting. Ah, Jesus. I'm in a meeting. I'm in a meeting. Give me one hour. Hold on. Lagos people, right? All right, I'm in a meeting. Give me an hour. I'm in a meeting. Okay. Even worse, they want to give me food, so pray for my life. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. I will still here, making sense. I need to help on so expectant. You see that? You see the words. This is showing you, you know, what Moses spoke about. Now the, the book of the book of numbers, okay, written by Moses, okay, speaks in these particular verses of something that happened between Balaam, Balaam and um, Balaam and Balak, okay? Balaam the prophet, speaking about the Christ, okay? The, the, the king called him to come and curse Israel. Instead of cursing, he began to see and began to prophesy, all right? He spoke about the Messiah. Okay, we can go on and on in diary, but we'll come back to that some other time. Let's now see that, let's see the prophet, let's see Isaiah, okay? Because Christ showed them the prophets, Show them Moses, mix of Moses, shows them in the prophets and in the Psalms. Alright? Let's see Isaiah 7. Isaiah 7 from verse 14. Okay. NKJV or NIV now? Anyone is fine. N NIV, just we're, we're staying true to. Yeah, NIV. All right. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Mm. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and will call him Emmanuel. He will be eating curds and honey when he knows enough to reject the wrong and choose the right. For before the boy knows enough to reject the wrong and choose the right, the land of the two kings you dread will be laid waste. You can stop there. We can. We don't, we don't need that right now. The Lord Himself will give you a sign. The Virgin will conceive and give it to a son, and we'll call him a man. We'll call him God with us. Okay, what, what the prophet also spoke about. All right. Let's go to Isaiah nine, five to seven. Every 
every warrior's boots used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning and will be fueled for the fire. Again, can you see, can you see this, this, this garment rolled in blood thing? You've seen, yeah. it, you've seen it in Genesis, seen it yeah. in Numbers. All right, it's coming back here again. Okay. Uh, typical of the victory okay, that Christ wrought. Okay, speaks of the victory of a warrior. Okay, dipped in blood. Okay. Can see the typologies here and there. All right, go on. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. Go on. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, yes, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Awesome. Okay, so you see that also, okay? What Isaiah spoke about? Okay, this son, this child is born to us, so given to us, okay? We'll have to come upon his shoulders. His name shall be Wonderful Counselor, Names of God, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Says of his of, of, of his kingdom and of his reign, there will be no end. Says it will reign on David's throne over his kingdom, you know, now forever. Speaking again, you know, and before now, God has spoken through the Psalms, you know, through through Samuel and Co, through through David. Okay, because promise to David's offspring. So here we see again. That this Messiah will be David's, will be of David's um, lineage. So it's from Abraham, Abraham's lineage, Jacob's, Judah, okay, and then um, David. That God prophesied and identified the Messiah right before time. Are we still here? Making sense? Even now, to have a long reading, I go to Isaiah 53. Talks about how the Messiah would suffer for us, would suffer for our sins, you know. All that by his stripes we are healed, you know, that God 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 found it, God thought it's good to put upon him the sense of mankind and all that. All, all that is there. Okay. That was cut short before, was cut short before his focuses offspring, but then again that he will see travel of his soul and rejoice. So cut short of cut short, meaning he died, you know, he will see again travel of his soul and rejoice. Okay, he rose again, can you know? That's Isaiah 53. That God spoke ahead of himself. She really did for time's sake. Read it on your own, okay? You saw, you saw what I'm talking about. You will see it in Isaiah 53. That this is happened as... Let's read it. It's, it's quick. Isaiah 53. Isaiah 53. Isaiah 53. Read what verses? Start from verse 1. Okay. Who has believed our message? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He grew up before him like a tender shoot, and like a root out of dry ground. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him. Nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by mankind, a man of suffering and familiar with pain. Like one from whom people hide their faces, he was despised, and we held him in low esteem. Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering. Yet we considered him punished by God, 
stricken by him and afflicted but he was pierced for our transgressions he was crushed for our iniquities the punishment that brought us peace was on him and by his wounds we are healed we all like sheep have gone astray each of us have has turned to our own way and the lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all he was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before its shearers is silent. So he did not open his mouth. By oppression and judgment, he was taken away. Yet who of his generation protested? For he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgression of my people, he was punished. He was assigned a grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death, though he had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it was the Lord's will to crush him and cause him to suffer. And though the Lord makes his life an offering for sin, he will see his offspring and prolong his days. Do you see this? And the will of the Lord will prosper in his hand. Please pause. Can you see he was cut off? He had no offspring, was cut off. Right? But now I'm saying he will see his offspring and prolong his days. So he died. He lives again and lives forever. You see that? Go on. Okay. After he was after he has suffered, he will see the light of life and be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteous servants will justify many. Come on now. And he will bear their iniquities. Therefore, I will give him a portion among the great, and he will divide the spoils with the strong, because he poured out his life unto death and was numbered with the transgressors. For he bore the sins of many and made intercession for the transgressors. You look at this. You see this? Okay, speaking yes. of Messiah. So we know he's a royal king, but he's also a suffering servant. Because mm. he was negatified. Royal king. We see his kingship in his authority over seekers and devils. Over the wind, mm. over the storm. We saw his kingship. We now saw his suffering. Okay? Like a sheep before the mm. shearer is quiet. He put up his opened up his, not his mouth. We saw him beaten, stricken and afflicted. We saw his face disfigured. We saw him buried naked. We saw him um, crucified naked. R royal, royal king, suffering servants. Mm -hmm. So we see him clearly identified. When before it happened, it was written, it was written of him. All right. Psalm 1, Psalm 110, verse 1. Psalm 110, verse 1. The Lord says to my Lord, Gigi. I can't hear you. you. Come again. Sorry, I didn't hear you. My network froze. I didn't hear you. So come again. The Lord says to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for my for your feet. Oh, that verse. Go to Matthew 22, 24. Matthew. Mark or Matthew. Matthew 22, 24. Matthew 22. Hmm. 
Teacher, they said, Moses told us that if a man dies without having children, his brother must marry the widow and raise up offspring for him. Hey, that's what I'm looking for. Hold on. Hold on a minute. No verse. Okay. Thank God for Google. 44, not 24, 24, 44. Okay, 44. Start from, start from 41. 41. Okay. While the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them, <laughs> what do you think about the Messiah? Whose son, whose son is he? The son of David, they replied. He said to them, how is it then that David, speaking by the Spirit, calls him Lord? For he says, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. If then David calls him Lord, how can he be his son? 46. No one could say a word in reply. And from that day on, no one dared to ask him any more questions. So you see this, the number one, based on their OT books, they knew the Messiah would be the son of David. They knew that. So this David said of the Messiah, the meaning that they, they knew that many verses in the scripture spoke about the Messiah. They knew that someone one verse one spoke about the Messiah. They knew it. Yeah? So here it now says, the Lord said to my Lord, this is David Doss calling the Messiah his Lord. So, if Messiah is David's son, why is David calling his son Lord? Because according to hierarchy, you don't call your son Lord. Do you understand? Because we're not asking them, eh, we know he's David's son. So why was David calling his son Lord? They could not answer. It's because the Messiah, son of David, is also son of God. Son of God is God. You understand? That God spoke clearly about these things. The Messiah is the son of man, as in mankind, but is also God. The Lord said to my Lord. Come on now, we're still here. Alright? That God spoke all these things through the Old Testament. Psalm 16, verse 8 to 11. Psalm 16, 8 to 11. Psalm 16. Um, Kidder has the way. Um, so, so, the, so the, BF, the, the, uh, the husband to be is helping out. Awesome. Psalm 16, <laughs> um, verses 8 to 11. Yes. Okay. I keep my eyes always on the Lord. With him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. I'm reading the correct one, right? Yes, you're fine. Go on. also rest me to the realm of the dead nor will you let your faithful one see decay you make known to me the path of life you will fill me with joy in your presence with eternal pleasures at your right hand you see that so talking about um 
talks here about his about his death, okay, and his resurrection. That you not allow your only one to see the key. You will not abandon your only one to the realm of the dead. See that? That I spoke about, you know, you know, when you now when you read Acts 2 from 26, you know, Peter now explained to them when the Bible speaks here, it was speaking about David. Even though David talked, David wrote this this psalm, but it was written about Jesus, not David. Okay, because he told them in Acts Acts, Acts 2 26 that David is dead and we know where his body is buried. Okay, but that this verse spoke about the Messiah who will die, be raised again, that will not be able to find his body because his body, you know, his body did not see decay. Do you understand? That this has happened as pre prophesied and identified in the OT books. Alright? So we see all through this Messiah is David's son. Born of a virgin, okay. Um, royal kings, suffering. So we see all those things in the OT books, okay. And we'll see more as we go through this through this um, series. I will try to go back over and over again to show us the messianic um, prophecies and notifications in the OT books. All right. We now see. In, let's go back to Hebrews one. Back to Hebrews one. Back to Hebrews one. Right, are we there? It is frozen. I I changed my, my internet. Am I, am I back? You are back. You're back. Yeah, I changed I changed to my mobile hotspot. Back to Hebrews one. You can read from verse two. Okay. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things and through whom also he made the universe. The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. So he became as much superior to the angels as the name he has inherited is superior to theirs. Verse 5. For to which of the angels did God ever say, You are my son, today I have become your father. Pause. Now, so the title here that inherited, the name inherited here, that's superior to the angels, is sonship, is son. Okay? When you see when you read verse four, read verse five, you see that okay. For to which of the years they got about say that for the ties to ties both verses together, okay, to say that the superior name he has is his position, son. And the son is superior to angels. Alright? Now, when you read verse three, verse two, three, and the pause, we see that okay, this son of God is God the creator. Okay, he says, through whom also he made the worlds, who being the radiance of God's glory, exactly representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. So, this son is not, not just another mere human being or an angel, this son is the creator. Hmm? So, when we read the, uh, Genesis 1, let us. You know, in the beginning, God's, you know, those those plurality of verses in Genesis 1, 
You know, that's, that made us understand that in the Godhead from the beginning, there are three personalities. That there's a it's not just one personality, there are plurality personalities. That's, that's us. It was not, it was not God, God talking to angels, it was the Godhead. So, that this son is part of the Godhead, he is the creator. Do you understand? Make us understand that the son is God. That this same son that provided for us um, purification from sin, our redemption, is God. That it is God that paid the price for man's sins. Let's go to John 1 to see how these verses are linked together, okay? To see, you know, John speak about the same thing. John 1, John 1, 1 to 14. John 1, we'll read John 1 to 3, then we'll skip. John 1. Open your eyes. Yeah. Okay. Shoot. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. Go to verse 14. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and truth. All right. So look at this, that this word, the creator at the beginning that made all things and without which nothing was made, this word became flesh and dwelt amongst us that God, the Son, second of the Trinity, took on flesh, you know, and dwelt amongst us. Glory to Jesus. When we see that verse in the NKJV, okay, verse 14, verse 14, okay, NIV calls it the one and only Son. NKJV calls it the only begotten. Okay, now, Begotten there is not mean, it doesn't mean beget as in man met woman gave birth to child. Okay, the word begotten there is from the Greek word monogenes. Monogenes means monogene genes genetics. Okay, it means of the same stock, of the same type. To say that the father and the son of the same stop substance sharing the same nature okay so it also means you know one and only okay one of a kind one you know all alone in his class so here is what it means theologically that the son and the father are of the same substance because they are God not forgive me of it of using the day because you know is there's only one God, okay? God in three persons, but three personalities, so the English might not work, alright? But get the point. Of the same stock, of the same class. Not that, they, not, not that God has a wife, that they now give birth to a son, no, okay? <laughs> the, son has, the son was always there. In the beginning, the word was, that's John 1, 1, okay? The word has always been, okay? But the begats, the begotten, to make us understand that God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Spirit, share 
the same substance, okay? They are of the same class. It's why there's only one God, even though even though he exists in three eternal personalities, in three eternal persons. Alright? Are we still here? So, this son is God the Creator, also called the Son of Man. The Son of Man tells us that is God, is man. Okay? But this Son of Man thing, okay, it carries heavier meaning that I'll show us in a few verses down the line, okay? That when, when, when Christ calls himself Son of Man, it's not just saying, I'm a human being, but he fulfills Daniel's prophecy, Daniel 7 13. When Daniel saw Son of Man, you know, I will, we will get there. Let's go step by step, okay? Romans 1 to 5. Romans 1 1 to 5. Romans 1 1 to 5. Okay. Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle and set apart for the gospel of God. The gospel he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures, regarding his son, who as to his earthly life was a descendant of David, and who through the spirit of holiness was appointed the son of God in power by his resurrection from the dead. Jesus Christ, our Lord. Look at that. Who through the spirit of holiness was appointed son of God the power? Through the resurrection of the dead, okay? Now, don't, that appointed word, you can read it as, more, more accurately as, who was declared, confirmed to us as son of God, okay? Because he rose from the dead. And the conclusive proof that he's not just a mere man, even though from his earthly ancestry, is from the stock of David, okay? But we know he was confirmed to be the son of God because he was raised from the dead. That the conclusive proof that he is the son of God is that he was raised from the dead. Again, to show us that this, this Messiah, okay, is man and is God. All right? So when we say son of God, we mean God in the flesh, okay? We mean God in the flesh, son of God, son of man. That we mean when we say son of God, we don't mean that God gave birth to a child, okay? But we mean that, okay, um, God that took on flesh, second of the Trinity, you know, and, and all that. We mean also that, you know, it was virgin conceived, okay? There was no activity of, you know, a male seed there. It was virgin conceived, okay? It was born of God, okay? It was, um, you know, the Holy Ghost overshadowed Mary and she conceived, okay? That it is the work of the Holy Ghost that produced him, okay? Son of God, all right? Good, good, good. Good, 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 good. Second, Second Timothy 2 8. Second Timothy 2 8. Second Timothy two eight. Why is Chinedu? Okay, I think he was on Mixer. Okay, because he used to like it, Bruce. He's always shouting Yeshua, so it should be his favorite. It should be his favorite um, Bible study. Right. Oh my God! All right. Second okay, Timothy Remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, descended from David. This is my gospel. Yeah. Okay? 
that this Jesus Christ, the Christ name is the Messiah, the anointed one, okay, raised from the dead, okay, is David's seed. This is my gospel. Again, son of man of David's seed, raised from the dead, okay? Um, let's go to... Now, Daniel 7.13. Daniel 7.13. Coming back, my father is calling me. Oh, sorry, your father, not you. <laughs> Daniel 7.13. Uh, who wants to help me? Ibube. Ibube. I'm here, PT. Perfect. Daniel 7, 13. Daniel 7, 13. 14, right? Yes. In my vision at night, I looked, and there before me was one like a son of man, coming with the clouds of heaven. He approached the ancient of days and was led into his presence. Hmm. Go on. He was, he was given authority, glory, and sovereign power. All nations and peoples of every language worshipped him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that will not pass away. And his kingdom is one that will never be destroyed. Look at this. So Daniel says, I saw one like the son of man. Meaning I saw one like a human being. Son of man. That approached the end of this. Now this son of man guy was given authority. Look at this. Glory. Sovereign power, adoration of every people, languages worshipped him. So this son of man received worship. Hmm. His dominion is an everlasting dominion. His kingdom never passed away, and all that kind of stuff. So, that I saw this son of man approaching the ancient of days. That this thing called son of man, the when Christ speaks of son of man, is not just saying I'm a human being. It was referring to Daniel's prophecies. Are we together? That the son of man that Daniel spoke about, okay, that received worship, that has an everlasting dominion, everlasting glory, you know, that this son of man, that is God, okay, is me. That I was speaking about. Matthew 26, Matthew 26, Matthew 26, Matthew 22, 62 to 66. Okay. 26, 62 to 66. Okay. Then the high priest stood up and said to Jesus, Are you not going to answer? What is this testimony that these men are bringing against you? But Jesus remained silent. The high priest said to him, I charge you under oath by the living God. Tell us if you are the Messiah, the Son of God. You have said so, Jesus replied. But I say to all of you, from now on, from now on you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the mighty one and coming on the clouds of heaven. Look at this. So he, he put he was showing them some Christ, the Son of Man, putting a reference to Daniel 7, 13 to 16. Okay? That the Son of Man that came with the clouds of heaven, it is I. Okay? So the son of man is not just son of man. So when people say he's not called himself God, that son of man term alone is a clear description of who he is. All right? Yeah, go on. 65. Then the high priest saw his clothes and said, He has spoken blasphemy. Mm -hmm. Why do we need any more witnesses? Look, now you have heard the blasphemy. What do you think? He is worthy of death, the answer. Look at that. So they understood 
what the Son of Man he said there meant. Okay? Mark 26, 62, 66. You know, see what it meant, okay? What, what it was referring to, and they called it blasphemy. So we'll see that this Son of God, okay, um, is God that took on flesh, okay? That it is God in flesh that took the price for our sins. Are we still here? All right. So now let's go, let's go back to, let's, let's, Ooh, it's white, 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 from today. I'm so special on this street. Everybody loves me. Hebrews 1. Hebrews 1. From verse 1? No, 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 no. Now from verse 6. And again, when God brings his firstborn into the world, he says, Let all God's angels worship him. In speaking of the angels, he says, he makes his angels spirits and his servants flames of fire. But about the sun, he says, Your throne, O God, will last forever and ever. A scepter of justice will be the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has set you above your companions by anointing you with the oil of joy. Go on. Also says, in the beginning, Lord, you laid the foundations of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you remain. They will all wear out like a garment. You will roll them up like a robe, like a garment. They will be changed, but you remain the same, and your years will never end. To which of the angels did God ever say, "Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet"? And not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation. All right. So we see all these verses, okay? Um, the writer was quoting OT books that were, that were considered by the Jews as being messianic. That these things that we read here now in the OT books spoke of the Messiah. Now, many times, these same, these same things will speak to, maybe speak to um, the current person there. For example, it might, might speak of David's son. Maybe Solomon, and I speak of the Christ. Okay, but they understood it that this is spoke more of the coming Christ. All right. So you read those, you read those, you, you link those verses here, as verses, verses speaking about the the Messiah, the Christ, and it was telling us that this Christ is not an angel, is not the meat of an angel. That this time, God Himself came down, took on flesh, to pay the price for our sins. That God, not an angel, took on flesh, paid the price for our sins. Now, in, in the Yoti books, God communicated to them many times through angels. That God delivered the law to them through an angel. But now, Delivered to us a new law through his son. Again, to put an hierarchy on the communication that one was delivered by angels, one was delivered by the son. Okay? To make us understand, make them understand that what you have now is the reality of, of, what, we have, of, of what which you have before were symbols and typologies. Okay? 
that now that you have, you know, we're in the days of the revealed Christ, they have the real thing that is above Moses, is above angels, so that we must pay it to what he is saying. So, follow me again. So, if the title son shows superiority over angels, if he has then, if he has then made the believer sons of God, then consequently, the believer is also not in the rank of angels. Because we are in him, we are in Christ. Where he is, is where we are also. So, we share his positioning in him. So, if he is thus above angels, we are consequently above angels. So, the believer does not pray to angels, does not worship angels. <laughs> uh, you know those funny things that we hear in, in, in those um, white garment prayers? I'm sorry, I'm not sorry. Okay? We don't, <laughs> we don't revere angels. Are they not ministering spirits sent to serve us who will inherit salvation? So, they are sent to, to, to serve us. Okay? We don't worship angels. We don't pray to angels. Okay? They are sent to serve us. Okay? Because of the title, our positioning, because we are now in Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hey. <laughs> Someone just told me she's on. I will not talk. I almost spilled again. I will say that later. Okay? For people this with their parents at the right government churches. I'm sorry. Sorry, not sorry at the same time. Okay? It's Bible. I'm talking Bible. Alright. <laughs> okay. Hallelujah. Amen. So let's quickly let's, let's wrap it up here. Hebrews 2, 1 to 4. I'm not sure something. Hebrews 2, 1 to 4. To show us the purpose, the, the, the weight of Hebrews 1. We see that in Hebrews 2, 1 to 4. Okay? We see the weight of Hebrews 1 in Hebrews 2. Should we right back? Chi? Yes, yes, yes. Let's yes, wrap it up here. Yes. Read Hebrews 2, 1 to 4. Okay. We must pay the most careful attention, therefore, to what we have heard, so that we do not drift away. Hmm. Go on. For since the message spoken through angels was binding, and every violation and disobedience received its just punishment, hmm. how shall we escape if we ignore such so great a salvation? Hmm. This salvation which was first announced by the Lord, was confirmed to us by those who heard him. God also testified to it by signs, wonders, and various miracles, and by gifts of the Holy Spirit distributed according to his will. Do you see this now? So here is why yes. he began by saying he is above angels. That this son, spoken about in the Covenant books, okay, is God. Is, is God in flesh is man is above angels so he's now saying this yes yes, yes conclusion hmm? if this son is God the Redeemer prophesied as prophesied in the OT books you know and the fulfillment of, of scripture and is above angels if what angels said that people disobeyed saw trouble they got trouble for it how then shall we escape if we ignore so great a salvation that's his point the son the, the, the this salvation 
was proclaimed by the Lord. God himself took on flesh. <laughs> he took on flesh. He paid a price for us for our sins. He did as written in scripture beforehand. So, knowing all this, there is no escape if we then ignore so great a salvation. We now understand what he was saying or what he's saying all through this book. If we then ignore this one, there is no way out for the person that God has done all he will do as God has our salvation. We must believe his revelation. Believe him, receive him, and thus be saved. I'll be blessed. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your word. We are glad to be partakers of these things. We give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. We hope you were blessed by that sermon. Chance to growth and global impact. Feel free to contact us via our social media platform at This Green Church. And do join us every Sunday by 9 a.m. and Wednesday by 6 p.m. to be a part of our family. Remember, you are that Savior. You are light and life to your world. <laughs>